Welcome to the Retrospect Podcast, a show where people come together from different walks of life and discuss a topic from their generation's perspective. My name is Ian, and as always, I'm joined by Jason. Hello, everyone. And Stoney. Hello. Merry Christmas, everyone. Right? <laughs> yes. I feel like we should have jingle bells. Ding it. <laughs> yeah, this uh, is our Christmas episode. This is releasing right. on Christmas Day. What a big one. Yeah. So, yeah. It's this year. Went by oh so damn fast. I was talking. And, it's hard and, to believe we're here. Yes. You know what's really funny about it is, is as fast as this year went, I actually can't remember almost two weeks of well, it. Well, I wonder of the what caused that. So I even lost more yeah, of the year than I, normal. I was talking to a friend of mine, and we like, we both agreed. We both had the same feeling for this past year. We felt like the the beginning of the year was long and really drawn out, and we felt like the our, our summer uh, lasted a pretty significant amount of time, but we both had talked about um, towards the tail end of summer, it started to feel a little quick. And then like, before you know it, Oof. like the end of the year was here. And I was like, I felt the same exact way. I don't know what happened. Like I just, I felt like I fell asleep in September and now it's December now. Well, let me share something with y'all since we are a generational show okay. and Ian, you are the Somewhat representative of the millennials. Right, right. <laughs> Jason, you're the representative of the X-Gen, and I'm the boomer. Um, Forrest Gump got it wrong. Oh, gosh. Life is not like a box of chocolates. All right. As the older generation, I can share with y'all that life is more like a roll of toilet paper. Mm-hmm. The closer to the end you get, the faster it goes. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's definitely true. And you'll notice, Ian, the older you get, those years are going to start oh, getting mean, quicker and quicker. Yeah, you know, I think about you talk. <laughs> you made me think about something about toilet paper, and I was like, "What is the most disconcerting thing?" Mm. Is when you need yeah. toilet paper. Mm-hmm. And you realize I'm at the last part, and I have no one left in the yep. cabinet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you do? I've always been of the mindset that um, I will buy in bulk, like non-perishable stuff like that. <laughs> so, like, I have always like there's like a I have like a, I have a rule of thumb. If there's like four left or so, I'm like it's time. Time because mm-hmm. I because I just don't I don't want to I don't ever want to get I have been in that place before and in oh, a way, in I a think way, everybody has <laughs> well it's not just <laughs> the running out but it's also remember we did an episode on things you should not pinch pennies on you're right you're and right. one of my top three was toilet paper because right. I'm I'm gonna get the good stuff you're right. yeah you, there for a while we had a shortage of it oh mm-hmm. gosh you you bust through one or two times and poke your finger up you gonna say oh, I need better no. toilet paper yeah I need better toilet oh, paper no. give me some Charmin uh-huh. <laughs> not a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'll always maybe they stuff should like be that. Huh? shampoo, like other things like that, or hand soap. Have been so many times where I feel like I, I always have like a or toothpaste is a big one. I anytime I'm ever like getting really close, I always would just like have an extra in the cabinet. So that way, whenever one's done, I just like go get another one. So there's always like an extra one in the cabinet because I'm mm-hmm. I will usually always forget. You do rotate yeah. it though, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Good. First in, first out. Always. First in, first. We're going to coffee shop really help that out. For <laughs> always, always the milks first in first out. But yeah. So uh, yeah. So this is our, this is our Christmas episode. And I guess we're, what we're going to talk about, guys. Well, we'd like the origins of Christmas and what Christmas means to us. And if maybe if we have any specific fond memories of Christmas and, you know, stuff like that. I've got some, uh, I've, you know, <clears throat> I think back 
I was a big Christmas like guy mm-hmm. when I was younger. Okay. So it was a tradition, and I love Christmas. Right. It's my favorite time of the year. And and you're talking about somebody who who does not put up even a Christmas tree. Okay. Or any more. I I just don't do any of that anymore. But at one time in my life, I was very much a Christmas fanatic when it came to Christmas decorations. Really? So, yeah. So, I, I had a like tradition. vacation kind of? No, you know? just decorations. Like, just decorating the yard with lights oh, and, yeah. and all that other stuff. And what, what, What's uh, his name? The guy in vacation that did it up when he Chevy hit Chase? Chevy Chase. <laughs> yeah, so, Christmas uh, vacation. That's what, that's what I'm talking Yeah, Christmas vacation. Yeah, you well, went that far I, out? I, yeah, I was, I was that crazy when it came to lights. And I had gotten inspired by this lady in my neighborhood who who really did her house like lights everywhere you know you've seen those houses where there's like thousands of lights and all kind of thing oh well i just got fascinated with with christmas decorations when i was a young kid so of course i started pestering my parents about buying some more lights and then a little money I would make, I'd buy mm-hmm. some additional. Oh, so stuff. You're like you were young. Yeah. Okay. 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 I was still living at home. Okay. I thought you were like I thought you like a young no, adult. No, I'm talking about no. I was okay. young. I, kinda, I, was, I thought the same thing. Too. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. I was young. I was. All right. I was probably in grade school when I I just wow. got this thing on with Christmas lights. Yeah. So I um um I went. <laughs> I would start. I start buying lights, and my and my mom and dad were like. We could do all these Christmas lights. Mm-hmm. So I started getting out there. So it was like the day after Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. I would start. And I would I'd start, you know, lights in the trees, lights coming down from the roof, lining the roof. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I bought even the big items. Now, of course, I don't see those kind of Christmas decorations anymore. Everything's all this inflatable stuff yeah. now. Mm-hmm. At the time, it was that kind of like blown plastic. Yes type stuff so i mean i had the santa claus and the reindeers i had yeah. the snowmen i had you know i had the candy canes i had even a choo-choo train yeah <laughs> okay when nice. i tell you i was like all going all out with this stuff i mean people were like coming from out of town to oh, see yeah. my, to, to pass by the house <laughs> because it was just something that i enjoyed right. doing i love just being out there working with the lights and right. just the whole Christmas spirit. Of course. And eventually we moved to another house and I did that. And then somebody vandalized the house. Oh gosh. Stole all my stuff, cut my lights. Um, it was a terrible ordeal. Um, How old were you when that happened? I was in college. Okay. Dang. Uh, I tried to do it again the following year and I wasn't quite what I was used to, but I ended up basically frying my, my, my parents' house. Oh no. Yeah. Overloaded the circuit and it just, I burned everything up. Dang. So yeah, it was a bad deal. Have you thought about revisiting it now with all the new led technology? <laughs> no, I haven't. Uh, uh, may I say though, uh, there are really nice light strands now where I don't know if you, I'm pretty sure you had this where like, you know, if one light bulb would go out, the whole strand would go oh, out. Oh yes. Yeah, I fought now, that all the it, time. It doesn't do it anymore. Oh if God, one, if back one, in the day. <laughs> I remember I used to have a tree like that. If one, if one light was out, the was whole done. section yep, of the tree the was tree. out or the whole tree was out. Now, if one of the lights is out on the tree that we currently have, it's just it's just that one. I'm like, oh, yeah. Man. What was those? Uh, you know, I would come in. I would go. My, my, me, of course, my mom, my dad were like, oh, geez, I can't believe you're doing all these lights. Yeah. But yes, 
I, I, I love Christmas, but unfortunately, ever since that time, it just turned turned into a bad taste. I didn't want to fool with it anymore. Yeah. And I lost all my lights, and I don't have none of that stuff anymore. Dang. It's all gone. Hmm. Um, but, because, uh, I mean, I lost a lot of stuff when that yeah. person stole all my stuff. Dang. Because you just can't find that stuff anymore. Of course. Um. So yeah, I I yeah, I, I tell I I'm not a Scrooge, but I just somehow I just don't feel like putting up lights anymore. I don't put up right. a Christmas tree. I don't put up any of that stuff anymore. Dang. And uh but I love Christmas and right. I love going to other people's yeah. houses to have all that. <laughs> right. But I, I don't put up any of that right. stuff. You know, I thought maybe this year I might put up a wreath on the door. I couldn't even get the energy to do that. Okay. Mm. We'll we'll get you for next year. We'll we'll tip we'll dip your. Toe I say into well maybe I'll put and... lights around the door. There you go. Yeah, just maybe start. that just the porch. <laughs> yeah, just the porch. <laughs> and you know, it's like maybe I should. Yeah. But every time we get to that time of the year, it's like I always find something else. Yeah, I'd you have a tree do. in your front yard. You need to line the trunk with lights and go out. Oh, I, there's some the things tree. I could. Yeah, right. There's some yeah. things yeah. I could do. Uh, you maybe, know, maybe, maybe steps. Well, I'll, maybe uh, if we promise him some. Some cookies. Oh, I don't know. About yeah, that. you want to talk about you want to like talk that. about you talk about bad taste in my mouth. I yeah. felt so. I yeah, I don't no know. cookies did I, did this I, year. Did I did I tell the the story about this on the podcast? No. Okay, so it was probably it was about a I guess it's probably about a month ago at this point, sometime in November, uh, or or maybe it was a few weeks ago. I can't even remember at this point. But uh, it was I had mistaken that um, I thought that the episode we're going to be recording was going to be here at the studio but in fact it was going to be re- recorded at a at a different location and uh and i <laughs> i read the date wrong <laughs> and so i had the cookies prepared but um i got a text from stony saying hey bud you're gonna you coming uh to do the podcast and i was like yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be there. I'm just gonna be a little bit, a <laughs> little bit late, and uh, and the cookies weren't done yet. I didn't even. Put and you them see, in the if oven I'd have known yet. that, I'd have so. turned the damn oven on. I'd have. I, had, I yeah. just said, bring the cookies. <laughs> I'd have had both ovens ready for you. I was It'd really have been preheated when you cookies. got this. I know, and and and, and again, um, I, I'm just working up the courage to do it again because it yeah. it requires a lot of work to make them, and I'm just like, oh, I maybe you can do them for next week. Maybe I could make that happen. As a New Year's, as a as a yeah. as a culmination right. of our year, yeah, I could do that. that that'll I work. can make that happen. Um, well, we need to get a bottle of champagne too for the uh, oh, for the episode. I'm always down for that. All right, well, chocolate we'll chip cookies and yeah. champagne. <laughs> they do go really well with coffee. I'm not going to lie, but yeah. Well, unfortunately, I don't have any no Kopi Luwak. Well, I'm trying. I'm waiting. Yeah. Volcanica comp- yeah. uh, Coffee Company, I, you're still showing you're sold out. I need some more Gobi yeah. Luwak. Well, I mean, like, if it is if it is sustainably sourced, I mean, maybe that is what it is. It's just a uh, maybe it's seasonal. You know what it may be. They gotta uh, wait for the cats to poop. You know, more. you know what it is. It's probably the fact we keep hyping it up on this show. I'm not gonna say we're world, and then we're not gonna say we're super famous like some big play, big you know big podcasts mm-hmm. out there. But we do have a pretty large size of an audience, and I wouldn't be surprised if you know we're gonna. Hey. We have, we got people buying them out. We keep yeah. talking about them. We're getting some right. sort of, uh, but anyways, um, yeah, baby steps. Maybe, baby maybe, steps. maybe I'll, maybe I'll, I'll gift them some some nice LED well, lights. It, and it, really it's happy. funny we talk about cookies. That's one of the best memories I have about Christmas time. 
um, on my dad's side of the family, family, it was Granny and Papa. On my mom's side, it was Grandma and Grandpa. Mm-hmm. And we enjoyed going to Grandma and Grandpa's house. They had this wonderful old farmhouse. And my grand, my great-grandmother, my grandmother's mother, mm-hmm. used to make the most amazing oatmeal cookies. Oh, gosh. Super and you good. can't use beaters. You can't. You have to. You have oh, to yeah. mix it by hand and yep. things like that. And she would spend time before Christmas, and and you get a little bag with them. Mm-hmm. There may be three to five cookies in each little bag. Yeah. Except every year there was one, two, or three, depending on how she felt. Shoe boxes full of oatmeal cookies. Gosh. And you really wanted your name to be on one of those boxes of cookies. Yeah, of course. Because everybody, you know, she did it. She hand wrote the little name and stuff yeah. for everybody. And she remembered everybody. But a couple of people would get one box mm-hmm. of cookies. And you wanted to be that person. That yeah, year. And you want to know, speaking of that, you want to know what I did this year that I was going to do for you guys. But again, like I said, because of scheduling stuff, I, I messed up. Was I got these nice boxes, like some square boxes that I could like that mm-hmm. all fold together and stuff like that. And I put them in there and then, you know, wrote some names that I was going to give them, give them to you guys. He wrote some names. They just yeah, weren't yeah, our names. No. Yeah. That's well, what yeah. it was. Uh-huh. I see how it is. Yeah. I just knew they weren't going to last a whole week. I, I, if, I, if I sat around on those cookies for a whole week and, and people knew about them. Oh, they, I, well, so I live I, I four ahead. minutes away and yeah, Jason I mean, will right. travel for your cookies. <laughs> right, Jason? I would. If he right, called you right. up and said, hey, I got some you're cookies, right. how long would it take you're you right. to get in the car and drive? Didn't you... Didn't you use a bit of the Kopi Luwak? Uh, mm-hmm. It wasn't the Kopi Luwak. What, what, what the, did you use? The you, Kona. Kona. The Kona. Kona. Yeah, yes. The Kona. Yeah, yeah. Well. So what's a memory you got from Christmas, Ian? What's, what's oh, something man. fond memory I've got, for you? I got some great fond memories from Christmas. For me, um, I, I, I've i realized um, in my, my life as a musician, I've always kind of been fond of a saxophone, like in its proper element and it being like utilized properly i feel like it can be cheesy it can be over the top it can be not good but like there are certain um usages of a saxophone in a song or in a in a piece that i have really fallen in love with and i've never understood why but this past uh, uh, this um the past few months i think i've realized where my love of it has come from and there was a specific uh, Kenny G album. It's a Christmas album. I think he's done three or four of them. But there was one in particular my mom used to put on while we would unwrap presents. And it was kind of just like in the background. It was low. But for some reason, like, and again, I think she had it on CD. And like this was, you know, she did it for a handful of years when I was a child. And so like, I remember stumbling across that that album this time last year. Mm-hmm. And was like, oh my gosh, this is like bringing back my childhood, it felt like. And then I, I think I've realized that like my appreciation and love for the saxophone came from that because obviously Kenny G is, again, can be kind of cheesy, but it's, all, it's also he's really good. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I remember that specifically. And my, and my grandma would always be around. My, my grandma on my mom's side would always be there uh, for Christmas. Um, and so like... I, Having my mom there, having my dad there, my brothers, myself, and my grandma there was always just like a big, um, that was my family. I didn't really have any other relatives, never really had any cousins a whole lot. So like whenever all of them were around, it it just felt like, a you know, the whole family was there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my grandma always made lemon meringue pie and all kinds of stuff like that. So there's all kinds of like desserts and treats and stuff that I 
also a tribute with Christmas. And I, it is my, my, my mom also decorated a lot as well. We never really did lights that much, but like decorations in the house were a big thing. And so like there are certain candles and other decorations that I have now inherited from my mom that, um, are very reminiscent, very nostalgic for me. So, Mm -hmm. but yeah. So what's some origins of Christmas? Oh gosh. There, there's a lot of origins of it. Some of them are Christian, some of them are pagan, some of them are well, all kind of stuff. I was kind of, you know, I they, would not I would be surprised if you didn't have some type of statistics or some Well, I mean, there's really no statistics when it comes to this per se. There's a lot of uh of of I mean, there is a lot of re- some of this material is very dense as far as the origins of 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 Christmas, but you know, you know the the December twenty fifth date was not something that took some time to kind of eventually be settled on. Um, I, I was reading here. I, I find it kind of interesting that uh, Christmas was not among the earliest festivals of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these uh, uh, particular figures, which we call church fathers, Irenaeus and Tertullian, they admitted from their list of feasts. Origin, glancing perhaps at the discernible imperial, asserts that the scriptures, sinners alone, not saints, celebrate their birthday. And that's kind of interesting that at, at if you look at uh, early Christianity as far as how people are celebrated, it's the day they died. It's oh, not wow. the day they're born. Matter of fact, in the early church, it was considered uh, you, you, you're basically like the heathens. People who celebrate their birthdays. Oh gosh! Yeah, so it was that was considered a mm-hmm. pagan thing, is celebrating a birthday. You celebrated your death day because that's the day you're going to be with God. Wow! So, um, but it, according to this, it says the first evidence of the feast is from Egypt. Clement of Alexandria, about 200 A.D., says that certain Egyptian theologians over-curiously assign not the year alone, but the day of Christ's birth, placing it on the 25th of Pachon, if I'm pronouncing that right, May the 20th, in the 28th year of Augustus. So, um, it's obviously this, them trying to figure out because the scriptures, as we know, does not indicate a date right. that, mm-hmm. that, that Christ was born. So a lot of it kind of, the, there was some early celebrations of the actual, the, uh, the actual nativity part, and then there was a separate celebration of the epiphany. Mm-hmm. You know, which was the you know the coming of the Magi, and right. the, some people thinks that the idea of giving gifts originated from the idea of the Magi mm-hmm. coming to the right. and bringing gifts, to, you know, to the baby, the baby Jesus. So and you see, for a while there, my mom and dad didn't celebrate gifts on Christmas. They made us wait until Little Christmas, mm-hmm. which is January the sixth, which the is where suppo- yeah, when supposedly the. The, the wise men right. brought the gifts and gave them to Jesus. They didn't do that the day he was born. And so for a while there, all the kids in the neighborhood were getting their stuff, and we had to wait, you know, right. in so the, many in, days. In the, east, in the eastern side of the church, um, many people celebrate 
because they still use the Julian calendar, mm. which they celebrate Christmas on January 6th. And some do it on January 7th. So it just kind of depends. There's a lot of information. I had no idea it was as um, in-depth uh, on some of this stuff. I was trying mm-hmm. to find something that was uh, a little bit more, kind of more like 10,000 foot, oh, yeah. you know, uh, view of, of that. But uh, um, but the early Christian community distinguished between the identification of the date of Jesus's birth and the liturgical celebration of that event. Right. The actual observance of the day of Jesus's birth was lo- was long in coming. In particular, during the first two centuries of Christianity, there was strong opposition to recognizing birthdays of martyrs or for that matter of Jesus. So mm-hmm. obviously this whole idea of celebrating somebody's day of birth was kind of like a Okay. Yeah, so like a bit of a so I I which I found I, that's kind of interesting actually. Um, they said numerous church fathers offered sarcastic comments about the pagan custom of celebrating birthdays. (laughs) Oh gosh. When in fact, saints and martyrs should be honored on the days of their martyrdom. Mm -hmm. Oh gosh. Their true birthdays. Oh wow! From the church's perspective, I see. Okay, say that's what I'm saying. So yeah, interesting. You, you, it's funny how as I'm saying we celebrate birthdays. We probably don't even know why we celebrate birthdays. Yeah. But that's an actual pagan custom. Wow. Of celebrating someone's born. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So which, yeah. Which then brings in the commercialism of holidays oh, and things oh, like yeah. that. Somebody, oh, yeah. you know, some store decided, hey, we can capitalize on this. But yeah, I, I I did pick up that that the the that really the date of December twenty fifth was first identified as the date of Jesus's birth by Sextus Julian Julius Africanus in AD two twenty one, and later became the universally accepted date. Okay. So. Wow. But <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, I believe sex. I'm trying to think. Was was that a pope? It might have been Pope Sextus Julius Africanus. I'm not mistaken, but it doesn't really say. It may not be. He may just be just some prominent person at that time. Yeah. Um. Um. Now, some explain what. what where does December 25th come from? Um. You know, as 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 Christianity spread in a basically a once pagan, you know, Roman Empire, uh, the Christianizing of certain days, uh, and they they list a time here of Dia Solus Invicta Natii, yeah, the day of birth of the unconquered Son. Wow! So you can see where you have people worshiping the coming of the Son to cast away the kind of the now the new birth right. and that that corresponding to the actual son of god mm-hmm. so you can kind of maybe that's a possible explanation there there are others actually and, and you know i don't want to kind of over because a lot of times people will throw that in there i think it's probably a lot more convoluted than just that um you know some attack you know attached that with the winter solace 
as a symbol of the resurgence of the sun and the casting away of winter and the heralding of the rebirth of spring and summer. Hmm. Yeah, they said, indeed, after December 25th had become widely accepted as the date of Jesus' birth, Christian writers frequently made the connection between the rebirth of the sun and the rebirth of the sun. Oh, wow. One of the difficulties with this view is that it suggests a nonchalant nonchalant willingness on the part of the Christian church to appropriate a pagan festival when the early church was so intent on distinguishing itself categorically Mm -hmm. from pagan beliefs and practices. So that's what I'm saying. So a lot of times you'll see people throw this idea of these you know, oh, Christmas is pagan. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, it's that's a little kind of an oversimplistic. It has some pagan roots, right? Maybe. It's it's a little oversimplistic in 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 how that's kind of presented. Yeah. So, you know, uh, there, there's nobody that's that's a Christian right now, and they go to mass or they go to a, a a service. They're not worshiping the sun and the sky. Right, right, Okay, right. I mean, it's just, I think some people kind of get a little carried away with, with some of that well, stuff. I mean, it's, it's the roots that make all the difference. Right. It's like, you know, the Christmas tree. Why do we use that? Yep. Because it's an evergreen. Right. Well, that was early Celtic pagan things where they used the evergreen to say this is eternal life. Right. Well, that's kind of, this is the sun, this represents Jesus, this represents eternal life. And so we used the Christmas tree. So it has a lot of roots in it. Right. And But that's what people pulled their information from, too. Right. Exactly. So I, I agree. I, I could see where they used that and of did course. that. And you're going to have a lot of blending in that kind of stuff anyway. So Yeah, it's... Uh... Um, it, it's interesting to read on, on some of these things, but you know, at one time Christmas was illegal in the United States. Really? Yeah. I know that. Yes. It was illegal during the time of the Puritans mm, when they came, yeah. uh, because of this association of giving gifts mm. and kind of this materialistic kind of thing, it, it actually was illegal in the United States, I believe in the early 1800s or, uh, wow. late 1700s. Um. Yeah, it was. Uh, I don't forget where I where I where I read that at, but uh, it's, I mean, it makes uh, sense. With he said the Puritans and stuff. They. Yeah, I'd like to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They say uh, here it says the. Uh, yeah, they 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 say talking about the Christmas tree. It appears that fir trees decorated with apples were first known in Strasbourg in 1605. Wow. The first use of candles on such trees was is recorded by a Silesian duchess in 1611. Candles? Mm-hmm, yeah, yep. it used to be you, candles. The yep. advent mm-hmm. wreath made of fir branches with four candles denoting the four Sundays of the advent season is of even more recent origin, especially in North America. They say the custom which began in the 19th century but had roots in the 16th century originally involved a fir wreath with 24 candles the 24 days before Christmas starting December 1st. Mm. But the awkwardness of having so many candles, you know, basically they say we've got to reduce it to four. And burning down the house. Yeah, I can <laughs> yeah, see. Even tomorrow, fire hazard. <laughs> mm-hmm. They say, yeah. Well, it's funny that you said that about the 16th century because that's when they believe that decorating the whole tree 
um, was started in Germany mm-hmm. in the 16th century, and it really became popular in England during Queen Victoria's reign, um, thanks to her husband, Prince Albert, I believe was his name. And he just brought that tradition to the royal family. So it was lightly decorated, but then in the 16th century, it started becoming this massive feat to start decorating the trees and putting candles, and or that was their equivalent of lights, I guess you could yeah. say. And um, I think that's for a while there why even our Christmas lights kind of look like candles at one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And talk about what I mentioned about the idea that Christmas was illegal in the United States at one time. It says, toward the end of the 18th century, the practice of giving gifts to family members had become well-established. Theologically, the feast day reminded Christians of God's gift of Jesus to humankind, even as the coming of the wise men or magi to Bethlehem suggested that Christmas was somehow related to giving gifts. Mm. The practice of giving gifts, which goes back to the 15th century, contributed to the view that Christmas was a secular holiday focused on family and friends. This was one reason why Puritans in Old and New England opposed the celebration of Christmas in both England and America succeeded in banning its observance. Hmm. Wow. I think that started to change when other immigrant groups started to come that came from areas that had this tradition of mm-hmm. giving gifts and, and doing all these things. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, and it's an interesting— probably realized the benefit of, you know, saying if you're good, you get presents, and if you're bad, you get a little right. coal. So, <laughs> hey, we can control our kids with this uh, Christmas thing here, and we might need to, you know, utilize that a little bit, right? And yeah. now it's uh, mutated to Elf on the Shelf. Oh, yeah, gosh. <laughs> exactly. That is a huge thing now. Oh, yeah. This elf on the shelf. You know what it is? You know what it is? I, I, I have been thinking about this for a while. You know what I think it is? Is that I think the elf on the shelf, if I'm not mistaken, ha- it kind of grew in popularity in, I think, your generation a little bit. And like a little bit of mine, where it was like that was like a. I pre- just never I, remember well, the elf on the shelf. I think like, I think there. there what, what I'm saying is, that I think there was there was a time when it was kind of popular for a brief moment in time in like the 70s, I think in the 80s possibly, which is kind of before my time. But I don't think it. I don't think that tradition carried through, like, uh, as much as it has. But I think. I think I think my generation I think had Elf on the Shelf for probably a majority of their childhood, and then stopped it for a while because I think their parents had stopped or they stopped it or whatever. And I think that like this, the reason why there's a there's a, a resurgence of it is because now people in my age range are becoming adults, and now that's like nostalgic. It always it always works in cycles like that, and I feel like the reason why it's popping back up in popularity is because it's been probably 20 to 30 years i think since it uh since it kind of came out i could be wrong but i wouldn't be surprised if that's what it is that is a huge thing nostalgic nostalgia is nostalgia sells that's all it is i feel like yeah i mean it's and now they have different variants of it if you've heard of any of them but got a whole bunch of different ones Hmm. they got some good stuff here i mean it's it's very i i I always kind of like to read about how other parts of the world celebrate right. holidays yeah. and, you know, these kind of things. Uh, 
but uh, but in areas where you know, Christianity is very small, mm-hmm. um, it's a it's a whole different ball game. I mean, yeah. you know, it's uh, it's in in South and Central America, unique religious and secular traditions mark Christmas. In Mexico, on days leading up to Christmas, in search of Mary and Joseph for a place to stay is reenacted, and children try to break a pinata filled with toys and candy. Oh, mm-hmm. Christmas is a great summer festival in Brazil, including picnics, fireworks, and other festivities, mm. as well as a solemn procession of priests to the church to celebrate Midnight Mass. In some parts of India, the evergreen Christmas tree is replaced by the mango tree or bamboo tree. Wow. And houses are decorated with mango leaves and paper stars. Christmas largely remains a Christian holiday and is otherwise not widely observed because, you know, India is not. Yeah. Uh, in Japan, uh, and that's predominantly Shinto, Shinto and mm-hmm. Buddhist. Uh, people over there, Christmas trees and decorations, even the singing of Christmas songs such as Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer <laughs> or White Christmas is widely observed instead of religious and aspects. Also, so it's more of a family day yeah. uh, than it is more of a religious day. And I would venture to say for for a good bit now, it's, it's primarily a family day now. Mm-hmm. It's probably lost a lot of the religious significance of Right. Uh, you know, which to you know, which I think is a bad thing, but um, but that's just me. Um, Japan loves uh, KFC on Christmas. Yes, that's a tradition. Is KFC tradition. in Japan? Yep. I think it's. I think it's probably a. I don't know what. I, I there's a there's some videos online that describe it far better than I can. But back in I think like the 70s and 80s, there was a big push for KFC in Japan and all that kind of other stuff like that, where they're you know. American companies like that and fast food chains, and for some reason the the bucket of KFC fried chicken for like getting it on Christmas is a is a very big tradition. But yeah, I mean Christmas is is mm-hmm. is translated, and you know it's it's Mass on Christ's Day. Mm-hmm. It's the word. Um, it's an English term. Um, but yeah, Mass on Christ's Day, Christmas. Mm. Christmas. Yeah. That's that's what it is. Interesting. So uh it's it's some good stuff. I mean, uh 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 I mean you know, I was reading this new advent uh on the origins of Christmas and I'm telling you the amount of material Oh yeah they give you it's just it's just well, I think incredible. it's also I think even like before you get to even Christmas I think there was there's also um I think in Scandinavian lore there's like the Yule yeah Yule tide and all that kind of stuff is like a big thing and how even today they have you know different things that they but like like the even like the the beginnings of what you know became of Christmas and you know the things that are even different in some countries that they they practice and they are part of their heritage and their their people and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, now according to this, and you said the term Yule is of disputed origin. It is unconnected with any word meaning wheel. Mm. The name I, in Anglo Saxon was 
Geol, G-E-O-L, Feast, G-E-O-L-A, the name of a month. Hmm. In Icelandic, it's a feast in December. Interesting. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So there's probably yeah, yeah. some right, right. connection somehow. And I think I think some of it too, like a lot of these kind of feasts and things and stuff like that are at the end of the winter solstice or something like that, or at the beginning of the winter solstice they do. So a lot of it, like even even predating some of the, some of that sort of stuff is like, you know, a, lo- a lot of, I think even how some calendars were, you know, once upon a time were laid out was like based on harvest time. <laughs> you had the, you had the, the frost, the, the, the planting of the seeds, the hot months, and then the harvest and, you know, that kind of the rotating around of the calendar and the celebrations and all that kind of stuff. I'm a big fan of J.R.R. Tolkien. And like all his like the Lord of the Rings stuff and you know all that kind of stuff. His he, uh, he it's obviously a lot of literary work. There's a lot of stuff there. Oh yeah, but, a lot. But, but there's like a big. Um, he created um, an entirely new calendar for like the the folk of the hobbits and things like that. So I've looked into that a little bit and how it it works the same sort of way of you know, um, they're a very happy folk of people that like you know, farming and food and all that kind of stuff. And so their calendar very much revolves around that and they have feasts on days and it, a lot of it takes from, you know, a real life. And so there's like Yule and a feast for all that kind of stuff. And so there's, it's interesting. Second breakfast. Second breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tea. Tolkien lunches. was, Tolkien was in, he's crazy. He was a genius. Yeah. I mean, he really was to create that world that yeah. he did. Um, I enjoyed the movies. Oh yeah, movies were great for for what they were. But uh, I, I, I hope I'm hoping the, the new series. I hope they fix. Oh gosh, we don't get it. <laughs> hope they fix that. But <laughs> we don't uh, got it. We don't got That's off topic. But that, maybe that's another episode to um to save my skin on the internet. I will abstain from my comments from anything like that. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but has has. has I guess my question to you guys is because I have a story that's directly connected to this is like, how has Christmas changed over the years for you guys or like for better or for worse? Like, is there new traditions that you guys have done now? I mean, obviously you said at one point in time, you oh, kind of touched on that before. Definitely, it's changed. As opposed to, you know, doing all the lights and of course something happens. Uh, you know, and I mean, it was, you know, I mean, it was a different time in my life. I mean, my daddy was still alive at that time. I mm-hmm. mean, it was before my dad got sick. Um, but I mean, I, I think fondly on those those years. I really right. do. It was it was great. Uh, I enjoyed that immensely, of getting out there. I was just kind of, I was on fire. Oh, yeah. with with the Christmas spirit. Uh, there was something magical. Mm-hmm. And when I had all my lights up and I had the Christmas music playing, mm. you know, I think fondly on the the the, the was it those uh, claymation. Cartoons, oh, yeah, whether yeah, Rudolph yeah. the Red Nosed mm-hmm. Reindeer, yeah. Santa Claus is Burl coming to town. All of, <laughs> yeah. You know, I I loved all that. I really yeah. did. So, you know, the idea of waking up and the way you go to bed and wake up and all the presents would be out. Right. You wake up like two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, you know, yeah. you're trying to, you yeah. know, everything would be laid out all over the den. It's like the uh, definition of Advent. It's just like the expectation. The it way was, that, yeah, and yeah. it was, it was, you know, it was, you know, and, you know, a part of me 
a part of me in some way felt like there is Santa Claus. There you go. You know, a part of me, the spirit of St. Nicholas, mm. is also an interesting figure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, people kind of look at me and kind of think you're crazy, but, you know, part of me believes that yes. there is Santa Claus. And it's it's kind of in a way of the way I think about it. Yeah. But, you know, I, I'm, you know, I, I, I believe in St. Nick. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a St. Nicholas. Mm-hmm. He's not the, yeah, he's not the jolly guy in the right, red right. suit driving around on reindeers, but thanks Coca-Cola. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, the idea of, uh, of that is, is just very appealing to me. Right. I guess I'm always looking for the, the, the magical, Mm-hmm. With life and right. the, the the mysterious and right. you know not everything is all figured out. Mm-hmm. So part of Christmas is just something magical about. That's so why I still love it to this day. Even though I don't put up lights and all the, like I used to, there's still part of me that loves Christmas. Yeah, and um, well, it's hope. It's it's about friendliness. It's about love. It's about people coming together and sharing a season. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's time of coming together. It's, it's, you know, I would think that just there's certain times that, you know, I, I think back on, uh, what's, was it a book when, or it was just an historical event during World War One when mm. they were fighting on Christmas, mm-hmm. they stopped killing each other. Yeah. You know, I find it so just crazy to think about that. And both sides came out here, two sides. They're both professing to be Christians. Yeah. Worship the same God. Mm-hmm. And here they are trying to kill one another. And it's just, <laughs> you know, it's just to yeah. me it blows my mind that but even on with that going on, that one day, there was something about that one day that that commonality yeah. came and said, you know what? We're gonna stop. Right. We're actually gonna treat each other like human beings. <laughs> yeah. You know, and actually kind of bring a little bit the way it was meant to be. Right. You know, and I, so Christmas to me will always be something special. You right. know, it just, it always will. I, I feel the same way. Like I was saying before, there was a, my, my mom's mom would, was, was always there for every Christmas and every holiday really, but specifically like she would come and like stay on the pullout couch at the house for like the days leading up to Christmas. And so it was always a fun time because it was like my grandma was around. She'd always play board games with us or Uno and we would she would have we would always make food or there'd be desserts and it was just it was just such a lovely time. And and for me what like really what really changed was her passing. Um my mom was very, very close with her and, and she meant a lot to her. Um and when her my grandma had passed away, um like Christmas just felt different because it just, it was all of us being together and my, my grandma really, you know, bringing up the happiness of it all. Um, and my mom, obviously, you know, kind of mourning the loss and, you know, our family dynamic changed. And so, like, there was years after she passed away where Christmas didn't feel like Christmas at all. And it, it was very sad, actually. Um, and, like, I feel like it took many years of, like, going through a whole bunch of that and, you know... Um, at that time we were also like 
you know, teenagers or, or, you know, late teenagers, all of us, like all three kids were. And so like moving into our like early twenties, like what does, and we're all like moving out and doing our own thing. And so, so even then like Christmases were different then. So it's like, it's been weird the past, probably, I don't know, 10 years of like, you know, what does like the new Christmas look like? And we've kind of been trying out some new stuff, but for the past probably two or three years, it's been, um, I've been hosting it here and it's been really awesome because all my mom wants to do for the holidays really is just get, you know, my two, my two brothers, myself together. And of course, Mallory there is there as well. And being able to have a place where we can all just like come together and hang out and have food and tell stories and all that kind of stuff. And so, um, I love that we're like starting a new tradition and I'm excited for like the years to come. Cause I, I, I really like hosting people at, at the house. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's um something that I always enjoy, and especially for the holidays. Okay, I want to go extremely serious with y'all for a okay. moment. We're 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 very authentic and genuine, and I, I really wanted to go into the commercialism of Christmas. Oh, and yeah. Maybe yeah, we can maybe definitely. we can do that into a minute. But I actually have more serious conversation. Okay. That I would like to throw at y'all and and get your your honest opinions, and I think our listeners are are, are going to maybe enjoy this section, and I, and I hope they will. But there has been some fantastic Christmas movies, um, a White Christmas with Bing Crosby, and, and that will always be one of my favorite ones. But is it really Christmas? until Hans Gruber falls off of Nakatomi Plaza. <laughs> so is yeah. Die Hard actually a Christmas movie yeah. or not? Yes. The inquiring fans of the Retrospect podcast <laughs> want to know, know, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes. 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 It is. It's yeah. not Christmas until Hans Gruber falls off of Nakatomi Plaza. Right. I'm sorry. It's got to happen, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's there's other like shows and movies that are like that. Sure, that absolutely I, that I feel like are not technically Christmas movies, but happen around Christmas. Uh-huh. There's a there, there's a series that that Dylan and I have watched in the past that is uh, that is like that that is not inherently Christmas, but Christmas happens in like three of the six episodes, mm-hmm. and so technically we're like ah, it counts, <laughs> and so uh, yeah. But anyways, there was a show. Speaking of movies, there was a great. Uh, Show it was a Christmas theme movie that I I really enjoy. It's called Lost Christmas, mm-hmm. and if you get a chance, check it out. It's it's I think it's for the BBC. Okay, um, but it's it's uh, it's a great uh, a great kind of a little bit of a twist. Okay, but uh, when you get a chance, check it out. All it's right. real good, uh, real good movie. Um, but yeah, so what do y'all? I mean, y'all do are y'all more of a Christmas Eve when it comes to gifts? Are y'all oh, Christmas yeah. Day or what, what do y'all? I mean, I'm a Christmas Eve. That's usually when everything's done for us. Really, for for my family, it was always Christmas Day for my grandma and the immediate family, and would always do like Christmas Eve with the other grandparents and other relatives. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of always. A, but for right now, because um, because of people's schedules, right now we're actually doing. Well, I guess since you guys are listening to this, is actually, is it actually on Christmas Day? I, That's I right. forgot. We actually did it on Saturday because of that was you know everyone still has mm-hmm. to work on the weekend before, so right. or, or we have other stuff happening with other people. So uh, on you know today technically, but um, 
yeah, so we actually had it on Saturday because that was the that was the time that everyone was available. So, hmm. and I think that's mostly what it is. Having myself, my two younger brothers, my mom. Uh, that's like that's the that's the core right there is is trying to wrangle up some schedules. A lot of times people do have off, um, but sometimes you know the way things fall, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm so, I'd normally be a Christmas Eve. We would, I mean, it's now basically morphed into you know very simple evening. Yeah. Um, my mother does a homemade pizza. Okay. Oh, that's cool. we, yeah. we, we, we kind of munch on that. We exchange yeah. gifts. We we may, who knows, we might drink a little Pennsylvania Dutch. There we you might go. Have a little eggnog. Or love oh, I love eggnog. Whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. And, I love uh, good eggnog. And then well, normally what I would do is then I would I would go home, maybe close my eyes for a little while, then get up and go to midnight mass. So yeah. that's, I was kind of a mm. midnight mass type of guy. Because that's just something I'll, you did at Christmas, right? And uh, but this year, my church is not having a midnight what? mass. Yes, they canceled it because of uh, my understanding is uh, that usually happens on Christmas Eve, or it happens on Christmas Day. It happens oh. at midnight between oh. Christmas yeah, Eve and Christmas, Christmas Day. Right, right, that's what I thought. Okay, so um, and that's traditionally when Christmas was celebrated right, back in right. the old old days. I mean, that was kind of a very ingrained, it was midnight masses. Um, but uh, basically this year, I think because of the, uh, you know, just a shortage of, of priests, I think mm. the way the bishop had put something out to the effect that he basically charges pastors at each church, look, schedule your masses where one priest can do them all. Mm. So they're not going to have help. Oh gosh. So I, I basically our, our my parish priest basically said he felt like he didn't did you know, they didn't need three mm-hmm. three vigil masses on Christmas Eve because the way Christmas falls this year mm-hmm. is it falls Christmas Eve is Sunday. Yeah. So you'll need to go to mass for as uh, Catholics are concerned. Yeah. You would go to Mass in the morning mm-hmm. for your regular Sunday. Mm-hmm. Then you either go to Mass <laughs> either at 4, yeah. 7, or, uh, or, or midnight, midnight yeah. or on Monday for Christmas. To, for, yeah. for Christmas or, because if you go with a vigil, then that counts for Christmas Day. All right. So, so you either had the option of going at one of the three, well, now two vigil Masses, yeah. or... Two masses on Christmas Day. Oh gosh! So I will be going to mass on my regular Sunday morning. Yeah, and then I will now choose. I'll I'll go to mass actual Monday morning. Okay, since there won't be a a midnight mass. So interesting. I won't be. I've always been a big fan of a candlelight service. And that's very common now within. That's kind of a growing tradition. As that's really taken all those are beautiful services. Yeah, I think the one. Well, again, for the for the listeners, it was five p.m. for me. So, so a little five p.m. It's a little dark outside. We all sing, you know, uh, "Joy to the World," and you know, I, you know, stuff, so. I had the opportunity. Uh, I know in the city of Baton Rouge, I believe they had a Christmas celebration downtown with the various churches. Really, where you can go and hear Christmas caroling in each church. 
Oh, that's so fun. the choirs of those particular churches hmm. would open up the churches and you do a tour. Oh, how fun. That's so, kind of neat, that's actually. Cool. I like so that. So I, 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 I don't know if they're still doing it, but I heard in Baton Rouge that's what they do. Interesting. That's so, cool. um, but yeah, I think that would be an interesting one thing yeah. being hey. here in South Louisiana, there is a huge tradition on Christmas Eve, lighting the bonfires on yes. the river. Really? That is an actually... They had to move it this year. What happened? But they have to move it one day because of the inclement weather that's oh. coming. This, this broadcast on actually Christmas Day. So right. th- this will have already happened, but there's supposedly some big storms coming through, oh. and so they're moving it a day. But if you've never done that, that's pretty fantastic. And that goes way back to our Cajun roots and things yes. like that. That's wow. a fantastic tradition of showing Santa Claus. You know who brought that in? It was the Germans. Okay. <laughs> believe it or not, well, it was the it. Germans that actually brought the tradition of the Von Fars. Wow. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the French. Really? Yeah. Wow. See, a lot of people... Because Louisiana is so now synonymously kind of associated with right. the French Cajun mm-hmm. culture, yeah, people forget there were other ethnic oh, a groups lot, a lot here ethnic that, groups. that contributed a lot mm-hmm. to what Louisiana is today. And a lot of times the Germans and the Spanish are kind of forgotten. Mm-hmm. And everybody thinks it's all the French. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One one thing that uh, I had, one of my old friends from high school, he had a, an uncle that had a bunch of farmland down the middle of nowhere. And uh, one thing that we would always do was after Christmas and like the, and like the week or so preceding, what they would do was, is they would like go around to neighborhoods and, and pick up everyone's uh, real Christmas trees that they had left behind. And, at New Year's Eve, we would buy a bunch of big fireworks, and they would have a big bonfire out at their farmland, and they would put the Christmas trees on the bonfire. And of course, those things, and they mm-hmm. they light up, and that was always a big uh, it was a big celebration that would you know he would invite me out and you know other people, other friends of the family and stuff. So there'd be like you know sometimes twenty five people or so out there, and we would have these like big. Um, uh, like PVC pipe tubes that would like we would you know light things out of and whatever and it was it was a whole bunch of fun. It's like I remember like there's been a bunch of you know traditions like that. The big and I I think I mentioned this on like our Thanksgiving episode. Like the big tradition for me was always like the turkey on Thanksgiving, the gumbo that would come mm-hmm. after that from you know my dad, and then uh, on Christmas sometimes it was, either, it was either turkey or ham or something like that it was always a big thing that my family would do. Um, so yeah. My dad and then my his mom used to always do the ham, uh, greens and what is it peas or whatever, health wealth and black eyed uh, peas. Black eyed peas, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I got to do that on New yeah, Year's Day. Health wealth and good fortune, I think, it was, or, or what is it? I forgot the other one. Anyways, they had like a whole. It was like a whole thing on the New Year's Day. They would always luck. do that. Luck, yeah, luck, yeah. Luck, yeah. I love black eyed peas. Oh, so Same. do I. Same. I do love black eyed. It was cabbage. It was cab. It was yeah, ham, it was ca- cabbage, and black eyed peas. Right. Yeah. It was. He would always do, do that. You know, with my black eyed peas, I'm gonna give a little secret here, Uh-oh. if y'all don't mind. What I like to do is and uh, go to the honey baked ham store. Oh And you gosh. know that they uh, they save the bones. Yeah. 
when they they're finished cutting off the ham and they give it out, the bones still have ten percent of the meat on it. Yeah, and I like to go and I like to get a couple of those vacuum sealed bags of bones, and then you take it. There's a knuckle in it. You break it yeah. at the knuckle, and then take a hammer or a saw and you break the bone mm-hmm. in half. And depending on how big of a thing you're going to do. But my black-eyed peas, I like to take those, drop both of them in there, and slow cook it for a really long time. So you get all of that meat off of it, but then you get that marrow coming in there and making those black-eyed peas so savory, too. Mm -hmm. So it becomes a really savory dish. And, you know, you put your normal spices in your I'm getting hungry. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, man. I I mean, I would would put bacon in my black-eyed peas, but Mm. nothing like that. Well, (laughs) that's what I'm saying. Normally, you would put your bacon, but try this and and break that bone. you got to break the bone so the marrow gets into it, too. And it just makes it so savory. That's crazy. And it's That's awesome. Though. That everybody, you get some good, you know, nice onions and things like that. Oh, I'm about oh, to come man. eat some of your black eyed peas, Stone. That's one of my, that's one of my, fa- my little yeah. tricks. Okay. Yeah. Love so. it. Well, with uh, I guess we're 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 coming to the end now, and uh, I, man, I can't believe that Christmas oh, is already here. Yes. I'm not I'm not ready for the beginning of the new year yet. We've we've we talked about this on our Thanksgiving episode too. We've had a really great year with this show. I feel like a lot of growth, a lot of great guests, a lot of great topics. I feel like, and I'm a lot of guests, uh, a guest, a lot of listener engagement. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yes. Yes. y'all are guests. Y'all uh, are yeah, our guests. Y'all are <laughs> yeah, the right, guests right. of the retrospect. Exactly. That's what um, I mean. It's a lot of engagement. A lot y'all of are our family. Are- the retrospect family, and I love that, and I'm excited to see where where things are going to be coming into the future. Um, so yeah, we have a lot to be thankful for. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I'm excited. For those of you who are looking to reach out to us, we have a Facebook page forward slash retrospect pod, where you can give your little um, your little comments here and there if you want to. But the more long form ones, you can give to our uh, email address getoffendedtogether at gmail.com. Uh, you can do that way. I'm changing up some things on the YouTube channel. I won't go into all the back end stuff because I don't want to bore you with all of it. But like our YouTube channel is going to be hopefully getting a, um, a little facelift a little bit with all the new stuff they're doing with YouTube music and all that. So be on the lookout. I think Google Podcast is going away and you're going to be migrating to YouTube music. So be on the lookout for that. We should be there, you know, whenever all that drops. So, but anyways, until next time, thank you so much for listening. Bye bye. Goodbye, everyone, and Merry Christmas. You're the best. Peace and love and happiness.